All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, what's good? Presented by Batano, it's time for the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with a new set, the new features, the lighting. And I feel like I'm in the red light district, but it's a blue light district. You're pumping today, buddy. How are you? What, this whole thing? Yeah, buddy. Got a cup, got some shipments from the Nation Network. Put her together. I don't know. What do you get? What do you think? I think like Leafs lighting. Oh, wow. Like, what are we, wow. what are we doing? We'll go blue. Today. I, I like the original one. Yeah, the blue. The, the blue looks great. I think it really accentuates that uh, Hockey Night in Canada towel that you have. And just, yeah, you, you you look professional. Not that you weren't before, but this is the cherry on top, buddy. Hey, thanks, bud. Ready to rock. It feels like, uh, kind of feels like right now we're starting the new year. Contracts are in the air. The Leafs are buzzing. It's uh, It's a good little Monday. It is. There's a lot to talk about clearly on today's show and at the forefront is Willie Nylander. We're going to get to that. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think as a bit of a warm up here on this show, we had another fan fight. And since the clip last year did so well about that fight in Dallas, I thought I'd bring this one to your attention happening in Anaheim out of all places between a Ducks fan and a Jets fan. I want your breakdown here. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Slippery floor, beers everywhere. Oh, Oh, curtains! First, Slewy, and he's KO'd on the marble floor. Yeah, those old boys ain't used to getting their noggins bonked like that. Yo, look at him; he's still down. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like how? How? Obviously, you're boozed out of your mind, but still, how do you get so fired up about a hockey game 
and the team you cheer for to just be an absolute melee. So Anaheim fan tries to yank him, but he almost slips. No dice. Crack. Oh, he falls down with zero body awareness and he's out like a light. Not good, man. I'm glad I'm not involved in that stuff. I could just, I don't know. It sounds like, I think at the end of that, they're just like, okay, you got to go. You got to leave the building. It's like, well, no shit. But, oh, it's just uh, surprising to me that it's happening in these like unconventional markets. Like last year was Dallas where that guy, your boy Cletus got pumped. And then now it's like in Anaheim and maybe the guy's Canadian against, uh, you know, somebody from California. I'm just speculating on that front. I don't know anything about what happened there, but it's just like really, really random. I'm right there with you. Like I'll go to a game. I'll have fun. I'll have a good time. But very rarely does it get to a level. And granted, I haven't been to a game where I drank in like years. The last one I can remember is in Philadelphia where they had to escort my group of friends out the building. It was like 25 of us went down to Philadelphia. But you played in Philly. You know how rowdy that crowd can be. And they were giving it to us. And some of the guys are getting a bit rattled. So I could see why it could happen. You get the, you know, the juice is flowing from a couple drinks here and there. But Still, it's scary, man. I suggest you just go to a sporting event to watch a sport, and next thing you know, you're knocked out like that. Not a good look. Getting knocked out and your head cracked off the marble floor as like a 50-year-old man is something that will probably be with you for a while as far as Mm -hmm. health concerns. Yeah, that's no good, man. Don't be doing that. But uh, I remember sitting watching, even in the minors and stuff like that. But honestly, it's mostly in the show, just when huge groups of people get together. And in Philly, for sure, like you say, but you – you nudge your buddy and you're like, look up there and there's just a melee going on during the game. And you sit there and during your, uh, while you're sitting on the bench during the game and watch the, watch the brawl take place. It's always funny. But, uh, there's been a couple of those down by the glass. There's been like, uh, an old guy and his wife were getting into it a couple of weeks ago, maybe before the holidays. And I don't know, guys go watch hockey and cheer. And it's all part of it. Like if, if you're to be so passionate that someone cheering for the, against your team, is going to piss you off that much. Like might need to reevaluate your priorities there, fellas. Yeah, I guess so. But again, it, it, I think it goes hand in hand with beer league where it's like every Sunday I go out and I figure out like, why do people get so mad about beer league hockey? So there's, there's your question. I, I think it's just men being men or people being people. If you want to go that way, where it's like, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I heard NFL games. I heard football games are even worse, man. People will kill each other over this shit. Yeah, all their tailgating outside yeah. all morning long for even the evening games. And let's be honest, booze is a factor. So uh, mm-hmm. smarten up, folks, smarten up. And all you, what did you say? People, pe- did you say people kind? Did you say people kind? I didn't all see anything. Kind? Oh, sorry. I, just, I thought you. <laughs> no, I just, I, 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 I corrected myself. I said men being men. It could be people being people. Okay. Yeah. It, it could be women too. Could be women. It could be, and it is sometimes, but let's yeah. be honest. It's the boys that are throwing the knuckles around up in the stands. Smarten up, fellas. I like that. A bit of a lesson here to start off today's show. It's going to be very Nylander centric, and there's going to be a lot of lessons to be learned in today's podcast. At the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, where you could subscribe. If you're watching right now and want to get the very latest, we're getting down to it. At the Leafs Nation 401. Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast as well. If you can do us a favor, go in there wherever you get your pods. Leave us a review. A five-star rating would be fantastic as well. Really go a long way in building this podcast up. But nevertheless, let's get into the meat of the bone here. This segment is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and unbeatable pricing policy. Check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing OAC. For more information, go to Charm Diamond Centers. 
Com. So eight years, $92 million sounds like an 11 and a half mil per season contract for Willie Nylander. Your thoughts? Yeah, it really sounds like a done deal, doesn't it? Uh, I imagine it'll get announced like any moment here, but it, <laughs> Willie's face says it all after the game when they're talking about, uh, about that contract with him. He couldn't keep the smile off his face. So it's a done deal. It's a big number, but it's what it took to lock him up. And I just, I see it and I can't help it. When I, when I think about Willie, I want to sign Willie. I want to resign him. You don't let him go. But I, every time I think about that contract, I think about like Marner and like, what do we do with the core four and uh, Marner's no trades kicked in. And it's like, ah, what, what are we going to do with this core four? You cannot, I, I think it's kind of, I mean, look at the team this year. Like, do you, are they going to go the distance? Are they going to win the Stanley Cup this year? It's it would be some kind of a miracle, and maybe some major changes at the trade deadline. Something uh, they'll have a different look. But as of right now, I just don't think this having that much eggs in the basket of the core four is going to work. It's not going to work in the playoffs. You can have some pretty awesome regular seasons and get some guys up at the top of the the standings in the NHL. That's great. But I just, in my mind, I've said it before, we need to unload Marner and get as much as we possibly can for him. He's just my pick for that. And he's the only guy that, I mean, it's Marner, Nylander, or Matthews. No one's going to take that Tavares contract. So to me, it's Marner. It's just that you don't walk away from Matthews and you can't walk away from Willie. And that leaves the odd man out as Marner. And my opinion of him is that you're not going to win in the playoffs with him. He doesn't have the gumption. He doesn't have the tenacity. He won't go to war with you for for two straight months. So you know, our back end's not good enough. See what you can get for Marner. But now we're in a position with no trade. It's just kind of a, it's an interesting spot, man. And I just, I really can't wait to see what this team looks like in say a year's time, because I think it's going to be quite a bit different, but it's certainly going to have William Nylander on it. Definitely. We know that as far, it's going to have Matthews on it. And uh, I think the curiosity for me is like, Leafs fans are just never happy. Like the consensus on social media, everybody's pissed off. And it's the same conversation we always have when somebody somebody signs a contract instead of like, let's celebrate that Willie Nylander is essentially going to be a Maple Leaf for life. He, you know, he ran it back. He's coming back. He's on pace for 47 goals, 120 points. Yeah, it's a steep price. And yeah, they probably, he probably earned himself. And I think sometimes you tip your cap to the player, probably earn himself like an extra 15 million bucks on the on 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 the contract. I know True Living is going to get ripped for this. Like, why didn't he sign him? You know, before the season, it, it, it's a loser's mentality to think of it that way. Where it's like retrospectively, in hindsight, it's so easy to make that prediction and that statement. But like, I think Nylander deserves a lot of credit, man. He put his money where his mouth with um, mouth was, and, and I think it's just like a really really impressive job by him. The way he started this season, and I think he's worth every penny. And uh, unfortunately. I think they had no choice. They're, you can't lose a player of this stature, and and so he's resigning. Yeah, he is, and uh, I mean, they couldn't get the deal done at the beginning. Maybe they could have gotten him for eleven at the beginning of the year. Okay, how do you know, right? And then maybe he goes and has not such a hot year right now. That's always my worry. It's like this, like how much of this season and the way he's performing is due to it being contract year and like he absolutely needs to go 110 every single game and how yeah. much of it is William Nylander has just taken a step ahead matured 
blossomed. Now he's this this premier talent. I mean, he's what is he? We got him for a million bucks less than McDavid. That's I mean, and maybe in three years' time, McDavid resigns and he's at fifteen million. Like I, you know what I mean? I don't I don't know, yeah. but right now he's going to be playing next year as a million bucks less than McDavid. I mean, he's had an incredible season. In seven years' time, is he going to be worth exactly every penny? No, but that's how these contracts work. Guys get older. You need to lock them up. You need to give them their security in order to take their services for the foreseeable future. So that's just how it works and what that looks like in eight years. It doesn't really matter. Why would you talk about that right now? Talk yeah. about what you have and what, what it looks like. But it, it always is a little bit of a, a concern to me when a guy has just this career year, this blast-off breakout year during a contract year. And then it's like, is that his is that his baseline now or is that his ceiling? And nobody knows. But the bottom line is, I agree with you. You can't let him go. Any coincidence that the final number is going to be 92 million bucks over eight years? His dad wore number 92. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely like tree living. Was I think like, it was I this number to I want this number to mean something. I mean, remember your dad, his what was his jersey number again? It was 92. So I think that the contract's got to be 92 million because then that reflects your dad's jersey number and i think that was just an absolute priority for so i think it's just it's sure. it's just a coincidence yes it's a coincidence they're talking about 11 million 11.25 million so when crosby signed for 8.7 that was just a coincidence when crosby signed for 8.7 year that no was not crosby he took a okay. fucking massive discount to win stanley cups and he said <laughs> let's make it and they're like well we're around eight to nine blah blah Nine point. He goes. I'll take eight point okay. seven. Make it an eight point seven. Not his dad's fucking jersey number. That's so. Insane. Answer this question: Why don't the Leafs ever win negotiations? Like I'm beginning to think there's no point of having a GM here. Brendan Shanahan's the GM of this team. Okay, he wanted the core four back. He's going to run it back with the core four. But when's the last time the Leafs won a negotiation with a player? Again, this is not me insulting like the move. Like I, I think I think Willie Nylander's worth every penny. I think he's proven it. I think again, kudos to him. He's earned it. But th- th- there's never, there hasn't been a deal in recent memory where we're like, wow, the Leafs really won that one. It's not like Masai Ujiri in the NBA, like making trades. Like the guy wins every trade he makes. Every time the Leafs sign an extension, it's like, wow, they gave him exactly what he deserves, exactly what he wanted. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. They pay guys exactly. what they're worth. What so let's just say Shanahan didn't exist. What do you think would be different if Tree Living had full control over how this deal went? Well, I, I think the the most logical move was like again definition of insanity. They had a window, they had a pocket last year where Mitch Marner was uh, had no no trade protection. Right now, that's the problem here. It's going to spiral out of control. And not to get back to the previous administration, but like they gave all these guys no movement clauses. They gave Nylander no movement clause. They can't even trade Mitch Marner. Say they come to a finale at the end of this year where they're like, we got to change the core four. It's not working. They can't even trade Mitch Marner. He's got a full no trade that walks them right to July 1 in a year and a half from now. So they're stuck with it. And a player of that ilk, you you can't just walk them to free agency, especially a homegrown talent like Mitch Marner. So they're, they're going to be stuck in a predicament where we're having the same conversation. They're going to have to pay this guy. I could tell you right now, He's going to want more per season than Nylander got. So you're looking at, you know, I've already heard ballpark numbers around 106 million bucks on an eight-year contract for, for, for Marner. It's just speculation, just what I'm hearing, but he's not taking, see, I speculated, Hey, give him the same deal. He's not going to accept that deal. 
<sighs> yeah, exactly. But again, this goes back to the convo earlier on, right? We've talked about this ad nauseum doing this podcast the last two years, where it's like you set a structure the previous regime did, and now they have to live with it and deal with the ramifications of it, no? Well, as far as the no move clause no, and everything? As far as paying everybody exactly what they want, and there's no pushback whatsoever. They started all this. What else do you do? Like just hold out. I mean, if in a year and a half we come up to the trade deadline and wherever they're at and they're like, Mitch, like we want, like if you just tell him we're going to trade you, we want to trade you. We want to change our team. We want to move you out. We can move you to a contender. And then you're going to get every last pinch dollar you can get from the, from the uh, open market. You think he's just like, Nope. Not happening. I don't. Not I, don't I think he's stubborn. I think he'll walk or raid till July one. He wants. To I don't know, man. Leave. It's those no move. Tra- those no move clauses. I mean, you're. It's a whole different can of worms to say trade him back before July one. Like what was available? Yeah. What can you get for him? Leafs Nation would be. You know, there would be a lot of people losing their minds that we just unloaded Marner. Right. Yeah. Um, it's tough one. It's very tough. And I, yeah, I, do, I agree. You put your eggs in this core four basket. It is what it is. I like how nobody talks about Tavares being at $11 million. Yeah. Like that just goes under the thing. What, what do you think? Like imagine he's worth eight, I think like less, yeah. like what's his next one going to look like if he takes a little discount, but it's just so many eggs in the basket. We're not a well-rounded team. No, we're super, super heavy up front with the same type of player. And we don't have anyone to round off the team to, to take us deep in the playoffs. It yeah. certainly isn't Mitch Marner in my mind. And we're kind of stuck with it. But there's, you know, you got a guy at the helm. And I know you don't think he's at the helm. But Tree Living's famous for making stuff works, having inventive trades, getting a lot of teams involved, a lot of people involved, and, and making things work that you thought, holy, I didn't see that coming. So I hope he can work some magic. And just at the end of the day, I just want this team to be more built and better suited for the playoffs come playoff time this year and years to come. A lot of people in the chat making a really good point of the question I posed about when's the last deal the Leafs won Morgan Riley. I mean, last year you wouldn't have said that though. This year you would say that last year's postseason he was excellent too. But I, I mean, I agree. I think that contract was a win for the Leafs, but there's just been way too many losses pertaining to the core four. And I think to your point, it's well taken on Tavares, but I remember it vividly. It's like a John Tavares, especially where he was at in his career at that time, doesn't fall in your lap, doesn't want to be your captain, doesn't want to be coming home. And so everything aligned for that to happen where the Leafs were like, we can't not do it. Having said that, I think you use that against him in negotiations. If you know truly he wants to be a Leaf and you say there's no way you're getting 11 million bucks per season, he wasn't worth it at the time. He'll never be worth it. Right. And again, it gets back to the point of paying every player what they want, right? It, it just it has been a theme with this team for the last 10 years. But I, I want to make it abundantly clear. Like, I love Nylander. I think he's a great player. I don't want people to watch and tune in and be like, wow, these guys are ripping on them and nobody's ever happy in Toronto. That's not the case. My question, again, was why do the Leafs never win negotiations? At the very least, I'll be happy. Finally, a guy signed an eight-year contract in Toronto, man. It never happens. They're the only team. Yeah, they're going full around. I think a lot of people, a lot of teams, a lot of fans of other teams could say the same thing. When do we like, not many guys just steal guys. Not many guys are just like in the prime of their career saying, I'll take a discount for you guys. Like it just doesn't Mm -hmm. really happen. I mean, 
Crosby knew that like, like he's a special generational type of guy who's like, I'm going to be worth hundred million plus dollars at the end of my career, but I'm all about legacy. I'm all about, you know, history. And I'll take a couple million dollar haircut here back in when he was signing his, his big boys. And it was in order to win. And it would be nice if there was more players like that, but I just, I don't think there's a lot of fans. They're just like, man, I love it when everyone just takes these big haircuts and plays for less than they're worth. It, there's not a lot of teams and fans that that look at their outfit and say, and say, yeah, we get, we get so many cheap deals on players. It just doesn't really happen, man. Yeah, no, it's, a, I, I agree. Like, I, I think it's overhyped the hometown discount. Like every player wants to get paid. I just think it's a, got a point where they pay every player exactly what they want. It just doesn't seem like there's a negotiation <laughs> that that's where I'm coming from, where it's like, okay, Nylander wanted an $11.5 million contract. They gave it to him. They had no choice. I mean, at the end of the day, they had no choice. The guys earned it. I mentioned it. He's on pace for 47 goals and 120 points. Like who knows if he's going to keep that sort of ceiling up for the duration of this contract. But I think you look at his worth and you look at his value. And I think they were in one where it's like the guy wants to stay. They want to keep him. They had to make it work. But I just think it sets this precedence and it continues in this market. We're going to pay every guy exactly what he wants. And now the, the conversation is going to stem to, to Tavares and Marner in the, in the off season. I know, man. I mean, like Vic says here, our, uh, our astute, producer you know you can negotiate with jt first and see where he's at like at the point in his career maybe he is literally willing like what's the last thing that he needs to do he's got to you know make a deep run in the playoffs didn't do sweet fa in long island and here it hasn't really worked out so far he's been paid big dollars like you look at his career earnings at the end of this contract it's like okay there's a situation where literally you can take a hometown discount. Do you think he wants to pack up his shit, pack up his family, go to a different organization for the last handful of years? Do you think, I doubt it. And and like, is he money, money, money? Or is he like, listen, I got lots of money. I'm still going to be making good money, but like take a little bit of a haircut, million and a half here, $2 million, a little less here. And be able to surround myself with my childhood team. I'm the captain of it and try to win a bloody Stanley cup. I could actually see that happening. Come, come that time. And if you, if you have that in your pocket where you know that JT's done that, then you kind of know where you stand with other players and you can make decisions then. So that is a good point to, to negotiate with, with JT first. And I could actually see him taking it a little bit of a discount to say, I want to win. I want to put us in a position to do something. And when they're crunched down to the last dollar, every bloody year, that's going to be, that's going to go a long ways in, uh, in um, the off season to try to build your team for the next year. If you're going to resign your captain, John Tavares. Again, you have to use it as a bargaining tactic, right? Um, the fact that he's a homegrown talent, his family's here. I mean, uh, you have to use that. And I think the Leafs have to win that if they, if they, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the summer, who knows what's going to happen a year from now pertaining to John Tavares. But I just wonder today specifically with this deal with Nylander and the extension going down, it's like, what kind of casualties is this going to cause? Does this mean Tyler Bertuzzi's not coming back? Does it mean Max Domi's not coming back? Like, obviously there's going to be significant changes in the back end. I wish we had that crystal ball and we can see what Brad True Living molds over the next six to 12 months and how different this team could look. Because I think it's become crystal clear to me, at least, where it's like they're running it back. 
with the core four, like at least uh, for the next year and a half, like there, there's not going to be that change that everybody wants. And we're going to be having the same conversation when the season ends. Yeah, it's looking that way. And <laughs> when I, when I talk about these contracts and Martin uh, Nylander and stuff, all I see is it doesn't work with this heavy hitting yeah, no. or we have to unload one. And I want Marner gone so bad. I want him to, be put out there and I want the highest bidder to take him to take all these pieces. It could be a three team deal. I don't care. Like just fill up our back end with some, you know, a couple of nasty big boy defensemen who are going to make the difference in the playoffs. Um, you got to be like, what are you just not going to sign the Bertuzzi's and Domi's like that? Like those guys' contracts are going towards Marner now or sorry, Nylander now. So you're just going to do what we've done the last couple of years, except be even thinner. Uh, like, it's like, no, it, it, it does seem like they're running it back, but I don't think you can, you have to make a change in that. And to me, you got to find a way to move Marner. And if he's just going to say, absolutely no, well then yeah, we're in a, we're in a position that we've been in for a while now. Is there any piece of you that thinks that they shouldn't have given Nylander this money? Uh, no, no, you can't. He's just doing. It's just unfortunate that he had. It's unfortunate. It's un, he just had this career blast off season right now where he's right at the top of everything and commanded it and is worth it. But it just it, you can't walk away from it. You just can't, man. He's going to go off and and do his thing and have a chip on his shoulder and shove it up the Leafs ass if they didn't re-sign him and. What, what are you going to lose him for nothing? No. Are you going to, what are you going to get from at the deadline? It's just a tough position. You want to lock him down. And I just think they know they have to make a big change and I, I hope they can find a way to do it. And I don't think it was to let Marner walk or to let Nylander walk. I just have Marner on the tip of my tongue all the time. I want him. I want to find a way to get him gone. And yeah, it would have been nice to do it in the off season when they could have, I wish they did. There would have been a bunch of backlash, but I think it would have been the play. I think it's proven you're not going to win with this core four being the nucleus and taking up all your cap room. So something's got to happen here or we are in for a whole lot more of the same. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those days here in, in Leafs Nation where there seems to be like a civil unrest, if you want to call it that. But in the market, yeah. you know, some fans are very pro it. Some people are really, really pissed off and unhappy. And I get it. And it sets another precedence of paying every player. But to your point, Nylander's handed that type of year. He's earned it. Um, he, he's got that dog mentality, which you love to see. And he just played so, so well. So Willie Nylander are going to be a leaf for life pretty much, which is um, I, I love to see that in this day and age, right? Guys like flip flop all the time. And it's great to see some of these core players, like even Matthews to an extent, be with this team for quite a while. But they it's put up or shut up time, man. So like these guys got paid again. Like we've had this conversation multiple times. Again, it's time to do something with it. It's great to get paid, but like win a cup or something or win something, win a series. They've won one series. And it's funny, like somebody brought this up before I came on here on the podcast. It's like Kyle Dubas got a better contract for winning one series. Brad Living got paid for, for this team winning one series and him coming in, obviously. Sheldon Keefe gets an extension for winning one series. Are we losing sight of the goal in this market is my question. <laughs> it's so funny. We got such a magnifying glass on, on the, the organization yeah. and it's, they, they, you get these good players, right? We can get John Tavares and Ooh, Mitch Marner. Like, look, look, he, look how fancy he is. Oh, Austin Matthews is like one of the, 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 
best goal scorers potentially of all time. And then look how, look how, you know, what big William Nylander can play. Look at what a step he's taken. So like every time you turn around, it's like, Oh, we got to, we got to lock this guy up. But it's like four guys that are so similar that like, I wish one of those guys we're talking about was like, was like a Chris Pronger, you know? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's all like Nylander, Matthews, Marner. They're all the same type of guy. None of them is, you know, a Brady to Chuck. They're all kind of guys that don't really play playoff hockey. And we've kind of proven that last two years at least. And I just, I want a different look. And you have those four big eggs. And I feel like you can trade one of those eggs for a whole bunch of other eggs that cover your problems. But again, how do you do that? When do you do that? Are you even able to do that? Or have you painted yourself into a corner here? And that's what Tree Living's got on his on his plate. And if you have to battle Brendan Shanahan every step of the way, I don't understand why. Like, I want to just sit sit down with Shanny across the table and be like, do you think we can win with this core four or not? And in my mind, you cannot. It's not a playoff team. They won't go. Like, look at the teams that win the cup. Look at You talked to Craig Grube last week, and he's like, it's a, it's a grind. It's a war, man. Like, it's two months of just battling and battling and battling. And it's like, does Mitch Marner have months of battling and battling and battling? He just, he wants to play that junior hockey. He wants to play, he wants to make his fancy goals and then do a little dance and, and look at himself on the jumbotron. And it's like, you don't, you don't win Stanley cups doing that. It's not about that stuff. It's about all the other intangibles that are, that are heavy hitting, sweat, dripping, bleeding, yelling, get on my back, boys. I'll take you through the fucking mud. He just, he's not that by any means, but he's like, you got so many of these guys kind of like that, that are paid so high eating up all your cap room. So you can't surround them with any of those guys. It's just like, ah, I just, I want true living to find a way to unload fucking Marner. Sorry. And get something for him so we can actually win in the goddamn playoffs. Sorry. That's just where I'm at with it. And uh, I'm glad it's not my job to try to get it done. You know what's fascinating to me is like I want to see how Nylander plays now that he got the bag. Oh yeah. Like starting with San Jose on Tuesday, like are you going to continue to play this way or do you go in a hole and you get like one point in the, in the next eight games, you know? He's not going to go that much of a hole. He's feeling it, but I mean in 2 years time, you know, like Yeah, I will just, he be a 70 point to, guy? What's that? Will he be a 70 point guy in like 2 years time? Like if I you're hope. paying him 11 and a half million bucks, this guy better get 90 to 110 points a season. Yeah, like we just said, it's uh, a million bucks under McDavid, man. Like he has to be your premier top of the top of the charts with uh, points and and apples and goals and everything else that you do. It's got to be you got to be the big boy like you are this year. And that's always my worry with Nylander. I keep going back to I think two years ago where he's just on the four check and he just absolutely pulls up and just like controller disconnects and lets the D man take it. And that was and like he got you know, crucified for that, but he's got a little bit of that in him, right? Like, yeah, eh, not today guys. I'm not feeling it today guys. And um, he's obviously been on fire this year, but he wants that goddamn contract. Right. So he's playing like a bulldog. And once he gets that bag, like you say, I'm curious if he, if he can keep this up and if he wants to keep this up, does he have the motivation? I mean, some, some guys are like, Oh, once they get paid, 
you know, Stewie said, once guys get paid, then then that's all taken care of. Then they can go to work and try to win a Stanley Cup. I'm like, uh, in my experience, it's been guys go to work trying to get that contract. Then once they got it, they're like, ah, life in the sun, baby. I'm all taken care of. So I hope yeah. not, man. I hope his pride and his his desire to win and to have a legacy and to go down in history as as X type of player is is forefront in his mind and and he continues to flourish for us for years to come. But at the end of the day, that's up to him, nobody else. Yep. And uh, again, I'll, I'll I'll say once again, let's just enjoy this, folks. Like the guy, be happy that there's a premium player in Toronto. There's multiple premium players. And now it's up to Bradtree Living to sort of craft this team around that, right? Um, again, it's it's tough, like seeing a guy like of this ilk sign and like you're not enthusiastic or ecstatic. I'm happy. I know. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm happy. Keep things but. in perspective. You're right. Because there could be... You know, we could have no draft picks. We haven't developed exactly. anybody. Nobody wants to come here and and sign and play. And we just have all these mediocre players. Nobody's flashy. Everyone's in the bottom half of the of the leaders as far as point production and this and that. And we're just very mediocre. We win less than half the game. Uh, it could be ugly, right? We have yeah. we have good things, but let's be honest. This is Toronto. This is Leafs Nation. They are. J- desperate to win a cup it's been yes. forever and they're just like win us a fucking cup and and nothing short of that is going to be anything to celebrate about so i mean they could go to the conference finals and lose and it would be a what the hell is wrong thing right like they need to win so that's going to be you know the heel of the toronto maple leafs until they win a cup and that's just the way it's going to be man no one's going to celebrate you know a one series win no one's gonna celebrate over 500 it's just it's cup or bust all the time just because that's just the position that this uh that this organization is in with their fan base and with their lack of of stanley cups in the last 50 years you know i was gonna say like the one thing that would justify all these contracts and all these conversations over the last five to eight years would be a stanley cup right i think well, no if they shit. win a cup it's like okay hey, nylander's worth 11 and a half jt's worth 11 like at the end of the day it's so hard to win in this league this franchise hasn't won since 1967 i think that would just it would end everything it would end every conversation of justifying these contracts right of course it would that's that's the that's the ultimate goal i mean you could sign bozo the fucking clown and if you get a stanley cup out of the deal it was a great deal like uh, that's what everyone's trying to do but where people are mad and people on twitter are going this is this is ridiculous it's they're saying this is going to produce more of the same this is not going to get us to the promise line that's when people are mad they're not going to go hey well at least we have a bunch of fancy flashy players like that's good like yeah that's true but they don't care they want a stanley cup and that's all they think about that's all they talk about they dissect the numbers the players the contracts and say it we want a stanley cup is this going to get us a stanley cup and if they come to the conclusion that no they're furious they don't give a shit about anything else and and that's fine man they want the ultimate goal at the Leafs Nation 401, if you're watching right now here on YouTube, welcome. If you haven't been here before, welcome at the Leafs Nation 401. Once again, where you could subscribe. I was going to ask you too, like, is there a reason why whenever like a, a Leaf player talks, a big boy talks, they never mention the Stanley Cup? Like, do you think it's on purpose? You think they do it on purpose because they don't want that quote to get out there and get radioed and get bigger than it needs to be? Like, you see some players sign around the league and they're like, you know what? 
I want to win a Stanley Cup. I signed here to win a Stanley Cup. When's the last time you heard a lease player be like, you know what? Stanley Cup is is on my mind. It's the goal. It's the purpose. I've never heard the two words Stanley Cup with anybody Toronto. And I think they do it quite honestly on purpose. Maybe they don't, but I, I think there's a reason why nobody brings it up. I mean, when you're in that locker room and you're sitting there and it's out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. After practice or whatever, and the media is just like just cruising. Every big network is there. Every little shows, everyone's cruising around and looking who's available. And okay, oh, so and so just sat down, and everyone scurries around and scuttles and gets positioned and gets their camera and their mics up. And oh, <laughs> what, what's he going to say? Oh, we can't wait to put this out to the public. And then he goes, We want to win a Stanley Cup. They run off and go, Did you hear today? Did you hear all the shows? Oh, is that why oh, though? Oh. Huh? Is that That's why they don't do it? Yes. That's why they don't do it. They don't but say dude, shit. I just want to hear it once. I want to hear it once. Because the, the feeling I get around these players, I want to get paid. That's all I hear in my ears. I want to get paid. So just <laughs> no, tell me. Man. Even fucking lie to me. Be like, I want to hoist Lord fucking Stanley. I've heard hey, one player they, say that. They all do. They don't say it because they don't say anything to this media. They are just like these, just these leeches Robots. that are just... Sucking information. Just give me a sound clip. Just give me something we can just spread out to the whole nation for the entire week. And then say you don't have a great game the next day. Oh, he's talking about a Stanley Cup and look what he does. And it's just a it's just a micro uh, fucking microscope that they're under. So they don't like why would you put yourself in that position? They've all learned. They've seen it. They've been told. They've been taught. You're, it's it's just especially in this market man if you're in yeah. dallas and you go stanley cups the ultimate goal they're just like yeah <laughs> that makes sense the two reporters right. staying there going yeah i can imagine it is toronto it's different man it's this beast and if you feed it it will fucking run and they don't want to let this thing run any more than it already does so they don't give them anything like i don't even listen to these these interviews anymore because no. hey, hey willie what would it mean to be a toronto maple leaf for oh it would just be fantastic i mean it's just such a prestigious organization i, I really That's love it. it here like oh my god what what incredible insight fucking pointless to listen to it they're not going to say anything man so 
I don't even bother with it. And I know why they don't. I remember being in there, seeing the people just scurry around for fucking sound bites. It's yeah. wild to me. And I, I get it. I get why they don't do it. And it's not because they don't want to win a Stanley Cup. It's just why set yourself up for anything more than what you already have on your plate. I would love John Tavares to come out tomorrow and be like, you know what? I signed here to make the Eastern Conference final. Not even <laughs> just I want to win more than one round. I want to show up against the Florida Panthers this year. Remember when they no showed last year in the second round? Like, ah, we're taking our ball. We're going home. We lost. Bye. I would like to hear John Tavares say anything even remotely worth spending 30 seconds of your own time listening to. Cause it is, <laughs> I think on a good day playing in the playing in San Jose, I, I think he would say the same shit, man. He is a monotone totally professional, totally coach. I think even if he wasn't coached, but ever since his like junior days, you covered him. He's the same way. Yeah. He's Mr. Like talk about Jonathan uh, Taves being Mr. Serious. Jonathan Tavares is yeah. Mr. Serious, man. It's there's there, You're not getting a goddamn worthwhile interview or sentence or word out of that guy. So <laughs> don't, don't waste your time as would, I would think. Fair enough. A fun conversation on today's podcast. Again, if you want to chime in, we're live here on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. Just uh, chime in. We'll uh, do our best to get it on air. And again, it seems to be mixed reviews in the Nylander front. Eight years, 92 million bucks. And everybody's wondering what happens next with Marner, what happens next with Tavares. Um, I think you make a good point in bringing up why they never mentioned the Stanley Cup. It just came off the top of my head the last couple of days. I'm like, I never hear that that phrase in this market. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the ultimate goal. It's not winning around. And that's what killed me the last decade. It's like, let's win around. It's like, no, let's win a fucking Stanley cup, change the mentality. But I think we're on the same page. It just, it ain't working. It ain't working with this core four. And the fact that they're running it back scares the shit out of me. Well, how many, how much money do you think Nylander made himself with his play this year? What do you I think? Said it. he I said, Come on, what do you think he would have signed for in August? So I ballparked, I think he made 10 to 10 to $20 million just with this, this hot start, because again, I don't claim to know anything inside, but I think there was probably a deal to be done at eight years and, and 80 million bucks around there. I think anybody in the chat, if you disagree with me before the season, eight years, 80 million bucks, tennis season for Nylander, he probably takes it where the Leafs were around 9 million bucks. Or maybe Nylander goes to 10, 10 and a half. But I think at the very least, he's earned himself at least 1 million bucks more per season. I think he had 11 in his mind the whole time. You think so? And they, yeah, and they wouldn't touch yeah. that. And that's why they weren't even having a conversation. But Willie was like, no, I know how good I am. And I know that I'm worth this guy and this guy and this guy. And they're just like, not even close, buddy. We're, we're at nine. And then he's like, okay, let's go play. And he went and turned <laughs> the Jets on and got even more than what he You got every set, had. yeah. To me, I think I think if you give him eleven in August, in August, he would have taken it. So it's a half a million AAV extra by his play, and yeah. it's just the way it is. It's a big number, but lots of guys are signing for big numbers. The cap's going up. Um, to me, you, you can't let him walk. And even if you do unload him, you're not going to get anything at the time, say trade deadline for what this guy's worth and forever you're going to look at the guys that you got for him and you're going to go watch him do what he does in his career, which guys always do when they leave the Maple Leafs and they let guys go, they go flourish and it would just be a bad look. And then what are you left with? Like screw all. So I think you had to do it. I, I, I like the signing. Yes, it's high. Yes, it's long, but 
it's uh, it's the world we live in. Yeah, it sounds around ten and a half million bucks, eleven per season. So at the very least, he made what eight million, nine million bucks. Still, I mean, credit to the player, he earned it. I think you're right, though. The least just they they paid him. They they had no choice. But again, there is this unique precedence in this market where it's like you everybody's getting their cookies, man. Every I can't wait for the Matthew Nye's negotiation, man. Joseph Wall's next con. It's just going to be so much fun, you know, Matthew. If you want six and a half, seven million bucks per season. Here you go. There's no bridge contracts in Toronto, but I don't know. It, it just it's more to see what they're going to insulate around these guys. And still, it just has this unique feel where it's like, yeah, it's not working with the core four, but we're running back. And I would just love to hear from Brendan Shanahan. This guy's the one calling the shots. And if you do recall, after the season, it was the first time in the tenure of Kyle Dubas where he's like, you know what? Everything's on the table. And then boom. He was canned because everything went down. I would have loved to know the continuation of that story. You know, you would have got your wish probably. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a wild biz. And when you got a guy like Shanahan up in the perch, up at the top, he doesn't talk much. He'll give you your one, your one press conference at the end of the year, and then everyone just dissects that for twelve <laughs> months straight. But you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the players. These guys are good hockey players. Some of them have won at different levels before, but can you take, I mean, you look at, you know, we interviewed Barube there. They had this group of guys that were dead fucking last at Christmas time who won the Stanley cup. So like everyone just, I mean, I'm of the school of thought that you don't win. Like if you were to put on paper, your ideal type of team, that's going to win the Stanley cup. It's not the style of play that this one plays. I agree. But stranger things have happened. I mean, they could go into the playoffs. They could find something. You get a hot goalie. You know, different guys step up. Different guys play a, a style that you know they're not used to, but that enough is enough, and they're they're ready to they're ready to win now. And like things happen, all of a sudden, holy shit, we're in the second round. Oh my god, we're we're up. You know, three one in the second. And here, here we go. Like stranger things happen. You catch momentum. So it's a good team. It's yet to be determined what they're going to be, but I understand the people as well that say this is the same shit that we've already proven that doesn't work. I, I, I very well understand that. And I know where my changes want to come from. I know who I want to move out in order to, to round this team off to a better playoff team. But uh, at the end of the day, we got a really good player. He's locked up. He's our boy now. And I hope he continues playing the way he has. Amen. The voice of reason one Jay Rosal again. If you're watching for the first time at the Leafs Nation 401, hit that subscribe button. We're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. Now it's time for the appetizer brought to you by DoorDash for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, uppercase 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change, terms apply. I was going to start off the show today talking about the uh, the game in San Jose, but like, hey, they beat an inferior opponent. They took care of business. Surprise, surprise. Nylander was the, the key story again. Two and one in that game on pace for 47. Jones, another solid start, but a really dominant game. And I got some heat on Twitter. I always get heat, but I said, wow, what a really dominant road trip by the Leafs. And people are like, well, they played two shit teams. They beat one legit team in the LA Kings. But for anybody who watches this team, you know they don't show up against bad teams. They did, and I have to give them credit for this. Yeah, give credit where credit's due, man. They had some stinker type of play around that uh, around Christmas time, right? Like I, it was fire, Keith. I was ranting. I was sick of it. Everybody was. 
and they've turned that corner. I know it's almost like you're more impressed when they beat San Jose and Anaheim than when they it's beat true, like, Boston yeah. and Tampa because it's like they're they're so goddamn bad at playing those bad teams. And we've talked about it, and it's it, it comes from the leadership and blah blah blah. But this road trip, you know, they started off with that with that big win against a legit LA Kings team. Um, they took care of business, and then they got it done after after that with some lower level teams, which. To me, that that was a hole in their preparation, in their character that they needed to address, beating those lower level teams, bringing your game, even though you don't think you need it. And that's blown up in their face how many bloody times in the last couple of years. So good to see that they did do it. They got back on track. Um, I'm very surprised that they have just ran with Martin Jones like crazy being how important he is right now and how delicate their back or their their goaltending is so i'm looking forward to when they when they start the kid and i don't know if it's going to be on saturday i don't know when i don't know what's going to happen here so i'm sorry not saturday but against san jose sharks i really thought they were going to play him and and start him off against against anaheim against san jose what a great time to to give a kid his first game to see what you have you don't want to beat up on jones too bad but they didn't man so i don't know what their their story is but i'm just going to sit there and watch for when they give jonesy a break and see what happens but it's nice to see on a positive note them rattling off some points them showing up when they traditionally have not thought they had to because they're so good um to get some points off the road trip man and they should be feeling good going back to the t-dot yeah, looking at it the week, it's a busy one. You got San Jose at home ice Tuesday, three of the four are at home. Thursday, you're back uh, visiting the New York Islanders. going to be a hostile crowd as per usual with that one. Then Saturday, Sunday, and you would think he'll to be, unless they go back to back with Jones, man, this is a busy slate, man. Like I, it's just weird. It's like, uh, what are we doing here? Like we, we, do we not have a second goalie? It's just one guy in there because Jones has played every game. And I understand you want to get, get Hill to be up to speed. The NHL, he's got to play at some point. He's the backup man. He doesn't play unless he has to. This is 1992 and you have one goalie and the other goalie to play just in case the guy gets hurt. I don't know. I has Keith addressed it. Like, why haven't you given this guy like, yeah, that's all he said. They want to get him up to speed because the game's different at the NHL level. Get him up to speed. What has he got a clipboard out? And he says, oh, players are fast. Mm." All I know, Rosie, they have a guy making. Three and a half million bucks. He's not even playing games for them in the AHL right now. There are some bigger fish to fry with this fucking team right now, man. Hey, lots of guys have big boys in the minors uh, eating up some uh, some big money. But I don't know. Jonesy looks, I mean, credit to Jonesy, man. What's he got? One, how many goals against him in the last three games? Like, sweet. The last FA four, three, one, and oh, four GA or four goals against one, oh, oh, nine, six, four, one shutout. It's four games, three against uh, Anaheim and San Jose. Out of those okay. four, they lost to Carolina. So he looks sharp. He's making the big. I don't care what the team is when you know we have a third period opening face off and they just backdoor the shit out of him with a D zone breakdown and he slides and makes that monster save when it's like a two yeah. one game. That's huge. He's making those big saves that allow them to get those wins. I love the way he's playing. I don't know about putting all your eggs in their basket like imagine he pulls his groin making one of those no, saves. i don't want to imagine they're fucked <laughs> they're fucked like we're talking like you don't make the playoffs we're fucked yeah well but as the know. weeks tick by we're getting close up to wall go in and i feel pretty i mean it, we got to see what Wolsey looks like when he comes back but if he plays any way that that he was before he got injured him and the way jonesy's playing we got a nice little one-two punch in there that we can rely on uh the d's stepped up recently the play up front has been a little less sloppy for the most part the last few games. I know it's against inferior opponents, but, uh, yeah. you know, 
be positive when positive things are happening. No, definitely. And I'm just going to add too. like, I know some people are still on the fire key front. We're seeing that uh, in the chat right now. Four games ain't changing it for me, man. Like, eh, I just don't like the preparation of this team. I don't like how consistently inconsistent they are, right? This is a nice stretch build upon it. If you can put together 15, 25 games where it's like, I know which Leafs team's going to show up. They're not going to win every game, but I know who's going to show up, how consistent they're going to be. I think my mentality changes. I just don't get that feel, that different feel where it's like this team is ready to go on a significant run. But I, again, there's so many positives. I'm right there with you with Martin Jones. I think in retrospect, Tree Living's going to get some heat maybe for waiting on Nylander, but hey, let's give him some credit. He signed Martin Jones. He understand it. This team needed insurance, right? He could have been like, you know what? Sammy's been great. Wool's the next thing and we're good in between the pipes. But no, he got some insurance and it's paying off. Like where would this team be without Martin Jones right now? Dennis Hildeby doesn't play, so it wouldn't be him. (laughs) It'd be tough, man. I I was talking about that yesterday with somebody. I said, what a sweet little trick by Tree Living to give him that signing bonus due at this random fucking date that is right (laughs) around when everyone kind of goes down after camp on waivers and, and gets reassigned to the American League. And, you know, a team needs to pluck up a guy like Martin Jones. Well, here's the kicker. You got to give him this, you know, six figure something signing bonus at this random date. Ah, fuck it. We won't bother with it. And that's exactly what happened. We kept him and lo and behold, we need him like crazy. And he has come through like crazy. So much like last year, we're very lucky. We got a third. I guess Shalgren was a four string last year to to Mm -hmm. step in and hold you in while you got some injuries and, you know, keep yourself up there in uh, a very difficult division. So it is nice. There's lots to say. And I am waiting for Hildebeest. I can't wait for that big beast to get in the net and see what he has. I'm surprised they haven't gone to him on that he's West Coast swing. Fucker, but eh? uh, he's, he's a big bastard. I want to see this guy. I mean, I guess I've played with big goalies before, but he just yeah. seems like a big old beast. And, you know, his numbers are pretty good. It's a very small sample size um, that he's played professional hockey over in North America. So, I just am fucking shocked they didn't chuck him in on that uh, West Coast swing against some of those teams. So we'll see where they do it, man. They got to play him sometimes. You can't can't ride Jonesy into the ground, man, when, I don't know, what are we, three, two, three weeks away from Wolsey being healthy? Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been much on that front. I can tell you it's now official, by the way, an eight-year contract, 92 million bucks for Willie Nylander, Nylander, excuse me, so officially official. Uh, going down with the Leafs just releasing on Twitter, 8 for 88 is the tweet. So 8 times 11.5, 92 million bucks. Again, just sheer coincidence that Michael Nylander wore number 92 in the NHL. So there you have it. No, no that, that that was why they couldn't get it done in August. They couldn't, uh, yeah. couldn't figure out what to get the 92 of, for daddy, man. What jersey number of one of his fucking What is Paul Marner's favorite number? 106, 110, 120? <laughs> who gives a shit it's got nothing to do with that buddy this isn't it's fucking, official though that's great i was happy we, we we finished in style here on this podcast because i wasn't it's sure nice. if it was going to be announced well we uh spent 50 minutes basically talking about nylander and everything else that's going on so i like it man it's official he's locked up it's good to see him in that jersey for a long time coming keep up that play william don't shut it down please that would be disaster. But man, he's hot as a pistol and he got paid. That's what he wanted. That's what he did. Good on him. Maybe next he wants to win a Stanley Cup and he can uh, figure out a way to accomplish that. Oh, wow. I just heard the word Stanley Cup. Two words on this show. Haven't heard it in this market in 10 years, maybe 15 years. Since the pack winner, actually. So that's good. Developments. Positives. <laughs> I think they've okay. said that before. Somebody said it. 
I don't know. We gotta we gotta roll back the tape and see if anybody in this market has been like, I came to Toronto to win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> it doesn't happen, man. I'm telling you. Well, that's because they're a long ways away from it lately, but hopefully we just took a step towards making that happen. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. What's the step? They have a one with this core. Now they've taken a step with the core. <laughs> they just locked down uh, William Nylander. He's a good player, and hopefully he takes us to the promised land. Now, to be fair, Nylander's a guy that I always remember in the playoffs. Like, he shows up. And I was having, actually, this conversation at Beer League yesterday where it's like people are like, oh, they don't have a goalie. They don't have a goalie. It's like... What's the lasting memory of every time the Leafs lose in the playoffs? It ain't the goaltending. They can't fucking score a goal. It happened last year. They got Bobrovsky. It's been like five years in a row dating back to like Columbus. They got Corpus Salad. Uh, you know, they played Montreal. They got Carey Price. So at, at, when push comes to shove, 15 million a year, 11 and a half million per season. Willie, score a fucking goal when it matters. 2-1 hockey game late in the third period to make it 3-1 or you're down one late score that goal that that's what it's going to come down to with this team and that's ultimately all that matters here rosie that is all that matters i mean this team you talked about their inconsistencies the frustrations how good they can be and how bad they can be and if to me if they find a way like to to access their best hockey if they find a way to be able to find it they find the formula this is what we have to do and we need to dig our heels in and, and get ourselves out of a rut if they can figure out what that is, which they have not been able to figure out, they can't even do it, you know, being down two goals to the worst team in the league in the first period, you got two periods to, to figure it out. They can't even do it then. So, you know, they just did on this road trip. They've, you know, you need to be able to access your best stuff at the times where you need it. And if they can find that and access that, I do believe they can beat anybody. It's just very difficult to do that. It's, it's, it's exponentially harder to do that in the playoffs. It is tough. It is physical. It's a war. This team isn't really built for war. So I, I have my reservations, but stranger things have happened. If these guys can figure out how to play their best, you know, Austin Matthews just takes control, boom, finds his spot, boom. You just took all the momentum away from them. Now we got that 3-2 lead in the third period. Let's shut it down. Boom, we get another one. Game over. That's that kind of shit you need to do in the playoffs. And if they can access their best, they are certainly good enough to beat anybody. You just have to find a way to do it in the playoffs. Very well said. And again, my major takeaways from the postseason every year, Matthews, he can adapt. He can play different styles. He can play heavy. Willie, uh, always there. I always remember him. There's one guy I never remember. Mitch? And he wears number yeah. 16, and he wants more than Willie Nylander per season. So we'll, we'll just leave that up for interpretation. Uh, from our very own Frank Saravalli, Nylander's franchise record-setting deal with the Leafs includes approximately $69 million. Nice paid out a signing bonus of the total 92 mil. Imagine just getting 69 schmill, like fucking here you go, buds. Enjoy it. Go buy a fucking car, Ferrari. Well, it's not all at once. It's July one spread out over a certain amount of time. But yeah, I mean, I remember playing with, uh, well, in the summertime I was skating in Kelowna and Shea Weber had signed his big deal. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he made like a, it was a 13 million a year. I think. Philly. What's that? The one with Philly that got matched by Nashville, right? That's right. And uh, it was $12 million signing bonus with a million bucks in salary. And it yeah. was like July 2nd or something. And he walked into the room and everyone was looking at him. Or it was July 1st. And we were going for a skate. And everyone was looking at him quiet. And he's like, what the fuck? Like he drove a Ford F-150 with like cloth seats. He did, wasn't really about that. And, and everyone was like, you just got 12 mil this morning, dude. And he was like, 
I don't, I, it seemed pretty genuine. He was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. No shit. Eh? That's today. Like didn't have it on his mind. And then he looks at his phone and he's scrolling through his bank app and, and then he just puts it in his pocket and smiles. <laughs> and everyone was like, what is that like my guy? Hey, what so- a sick feeling. And I always remember that Shea Weber contract is weirdly enough. I was in Italy when it happened and you wouldn't believe who I ran into on the streets of Rome man. Dan Balsma, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And oh, this shit. guy, this poor guy was with his family, his little kid at the time and his wife, and his phone was shut off. And me and my buddy, big hockey fans, like my buddy went and talked to him and I went over and at the time I was working with NHL radio and I'm like, hey, like, did you hear? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Shea Weber just signed a, an offer sheet with the Philadelphia Flight. He had no clue. He's like freaking out. He's like, shit, I got to call Shiro. So I always remember that. Like I told Dan Bosma, who was that coach of the yeah. Pens at the time, and that was the rival in Philadelphia. Shea Weber had signed the offer sheet. So it's funny cool. how things can change the 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 shift and focus around the league. And and no doubt this one's a big day for the league. And who's the next player player to get paid? Like I, I think the crazy thing is moving forward here, Rosie, next year, four of the top ten players in the NHL are all going to be Maple Leafs. Crazy, right? <laughs> Four of the top <laughs> yeah. that are all going to be Maple Leafs? Yeah. Are you looking out west or what? No, I, it's, it's a lot. It's four guys. I thought you were talking about Connor coming again. No, yeah, no, man, no I'm mean, not getting to that. I know I've been trolling. I know, so and is that too heavy in a cap world? Like, I love it. They're good players, and but they're all the same player. I wish one of them was more of a Brady to Chuck, like I said. But, but yeah, I mean, we got really good players. We could be in a, a dry spot. And, I'm telling you, that's going to come in the next decade. We're going to have this dry spell where you're like, fuck it. We're rebuilding. We're drafting. We're going for big, heavy picks in the first round. And it's going to be some ugly years. So whether we're hoisting Stanley Cups right now or not, I understand that's the goal. But cherish these times where it's exciting, where we're getting premier talent, where we look at the leaderboard and, and you got guys all up there in the in the top 10. It's it's nice to see. It's exciting. So you know, whether you want to dissect it with a fine tooth comb or not, step back once in a while, smell the roses. This team's pretty fun, pretty good to watch. Uh, got a lot of premier talent and, you know, be happy with what you have and, and believe a little bit. I think that's always been the problem of this market that makes it difficult to play in, to win in, is their scrutiny is relentless. It's why the guys won't say the word Stanley Cup in their interviews. I mean, that's part of the problem. And I think it would go a long ways for collectively all of Leafs nation that follow this team, that love this team, that report on this team would step back, take a breath and say, wow, we're in a pretty interesting spot right now. Did anyone say it's perfect? No, but let's take a a minute to enjoy this and, and realize that we're in a pretty good spot right now. And let's see the boys go to work. Where are you at with the no movement clauses? Cause I know a lot of people are pissed with that where it's like they hand these things out like it's Halloween candy, but I'm under the impression you don't get the deal done without those, but Nylander gets a full no move. So he's a leaf until he doesn't want to be a leaf. And again, the same conversation we just had with Mitch Marner. Yeah. It's you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would trade Mitch Marner, but the problem is the guy's got a full, no, full, no move that kicked in on July one. He can walk himself to free agency. So what, uh, do you view things differently because the Leafs have handed out these uh, these no movement clauses? Well, it makes it difficult. Look at the Mitch Marner situation right now. I mean, we could we could flip him for the highest bidder, but you can't. You're handcuffed by it. And yeah, the the reason that they have them is because it's it's that little piece that the that gets the deal done that gets pen to paper, and it's nice for the player because. You know, there's nothing worse than just being hamstrung. And imagine anyone else who's listening to this right now has a job 
where they could just flip you down to live in Colorado or over in Long yeah. Island. Like, are you kidding me, man? My, I have a, I own a home here. You know, I, my family members live here. My kids are in school. I coach the, like, you know how fucking devastating that is to get traded? People don't, people don't really understand that. They're just like, oh, well, he just puts on a different jersey. No, dude. That's what's important to these guys is my life is now I'm in control of my life. That's why it's so important and why they might not sign a deal otherwise. But yeah, going from a, you know, a GM's perspective, it makes it difficult. Like I know what move I want to make. I could probably get it done with this guy that I just called, but I can't because this kid's sitting on this no no move trade and he's he's got the power. So it's difficult at the end of the day. I mean, I think you got to sit down with agents and say, hey, listen, and it's tough because if he wants to sit on his no move trade and, and exercise it and you just told him you don't want him on the team anymore, you want to deal him and hey, here's the deal. And you try to get him to to accept a, a trade to certain teams and he doesn't want to, then you're fucked because you got this guy that's going to be on your roster. He just told you don't ever want to play for you. So it makes it interesting. It makes it difficult. I mean, you look back to the heyday of the 90s, no, no move trade clauses, no salary cap. It was the Wild West. You can sling 10 player trades all over the place no longer man it's very difficult and it makes it it makes the job of a gm very hard and i don't i feel for them for those reasons but i also understand why these guys want these no move trade clauses so yeah just just tough because i mean we're sitting here saying let's get what we can for marner and it just it's 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 tough to make it happen just would have loved uh, a bit of pushback and uh it stays like this that i wish lula amarello was still the gm of the leafs man if there's one thing that guy can do it, it was negotiate and i know at the time when they gave in so to speak on the final day before nylander was unable to play for the majority of the season in retrospect the contract looked pretty damn good at 6.9 million bucks or whatever it was per season when it comes to nylander just somebody who will run a tough, hard bargain where I think we've established this precedence in this market where it's like, you want X amount of dollars, you're going to get every penny and maybe and then some. And it's because it's a Toronto thing. There's no discount. And I get there's no discounts around this league and, and taxes are different and all that stuff. But it would just be great to walk away one day and be like, wow, kudos to Mitch Marner. He took a million less or he took 500K less. You know why? Because he wants to win a Stanley Cup, Rosie. He doesn't want to win a round. He wants to win a Stanley Cup. Not a division title. Not a 100-point season. I've never be, seen somebody work so hard in my life to try to get point one hundred last year. It didn't happen, sadly, for Mitchie. Fell a bit short. But I just want to see this team do something in the playoffs. And that's why, you know, we can sit here and talk until we're blue in the face about this guy getting 11 and a half, this guy getting 13. Everything changes by lifting... Lord Stanley. That's all that matters to me. They win in the playoffs. I don't give a fuck who makes what. Oh, give one guy $19 million. If I don't care. Like, I, don't that, care about, I always put this as to, in Toronto. Like I'm a basketball fan. The Raptors won the NBA title. I could not care for the next 15 years. At some point in time, the honeymoon's going to end. But the fact that we got a title is like all I'll care about for the majority of my adult life, you know? And just, you wonder how that would feel in Toronto is crazy. That's why, you sort of look at some of these teams, they win multiple cups in like, you know, a 10, 10 year span. It's crazy. I just want one. We just want one in Leafs Nation, right? I mean, honestly, the, the whole the whole outlook on this on Leafs Nation and their their fan base and their media would change if they win a Stanley Cup. It would be like like the pressure would be off, the scrutiny would mm -hmm. be off. But right now, like you sign a deal like this, it's it should be like a big old, you know, celebration. Oh, we re-signed one of our high-end players right now, but 
because of that desire and that want and that lack of winning and that, you know, guys got their grandfather who's like, I remember when they won their cup. It's like, it goes back that far. That's where the scrutiny comes from. That's where the magnifying glass comes from. It's because it's like, this isn't good enough. Like the only thing we care about is a cup and you just made this, this deal that I don't think is going to get us closer to that. And then they, that's, that's why this, market has just got its hair on fire all the time because it's been so long and they're the biggest and the deepest and the most passionate fan base on the planet it's this anomaly of you know it's this never-ending cycle that yeah that won't end until a cup is raised in toronto very well said and uh, i don't know what we're going to do with our time on this podcast after we spend like eight months talking about what's going to happen with willie dealander i guess we'll shift our focus now to mitch marner and John Tavares last year was Austin Matthews. It just never ends. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. I like Colorado tonight against the Boston Bruins, but I think it's important to stress. We brought it up on the show last week. The Florida Panthers are on fire. There, there's no nights off in, in this division, man. Detroit, so we just talked about the Leafs going into California, sweeping California. The Red Wings did the exact same thing. So we got the Leafs and Sharks again Tuesday night. Willie's first game since signing the extension. I want to see another lease victory. It's pretty simple. For sure. I want to see who's in between the pipes as well, but I like those bets. I got my eyes on a national championship game tonight. I'm going to order a little Uh-oh. DoorDash, use that promo code, and I'm going to eat in and watch some football tonight. But, hey, I'll uh, I'll keep an eye on your uh, on your Colorado Avalanche there, see if they can get a W as well. Love it. You, you covered every basis there. Do you got a winner for the national championship? Going with Washington, going with okay. Washington. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna ride that, and we got a bunch of overs, Washington over and uh, total over as well. So we're hoping there for a high scoring affair. Okay, great stuff today, Rosie. Willie Nylander is gonna be a leaf for life, man. I guess we're feeling positive today, no? Yes, we're good. We're happy. It's done. It's done. We got him. It's not gonna be any holdouts or crazy bullshit. So uh, nothing crazy is gonna happen. We've got him. He's locked. It's a big number, but hey. All contracts look like a big number until you, you know, hopefully you look back, the cap goes crazy and is way higher. And it's like, hey, you know what? That turned out to be a pretty damn good deal. Running it back with the core four, just as we all predicted a year ago, we got to get, we got to get Rosie a shirt that says trade Mitchie or something or trade Marner, free Marner. That's coming soon, right? You, I, I don't know how many times you're going to bring that up in the next couple of months. I got to trade this guy. So I'm, I'm buckled for it. I'm ready. Maybe he'll take a no move to California. It's closer to Coachella and there's like a lot of cute outfits and like you can wear one. Of Imagine Mitch comes hats. out, he takes like seven a year. Imagine like full, full face turn where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the guy who takes that discount to help this team win. Not going to happen. That'd be hilarious though. Be amazing. Uh, still, I still, I'd just be like, well, <laughs> fuck it. Let's move on. Man. I <laughs> yeah. just, we have a lot to talk about this week. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. So again, once again, if you're just tuning in, it's now official. Eight years, 96 million bucks, uh, of course, for Willie Nylander and uh, a lot of Martin, excuse me, 92 million bucks. I don't want to overstep here. $92 million, 11 and a half per season for Nylander. So he's a leave for a long, long period of time. Not going to free agency. So you could stop all those tweets and Habs fans and all alike saying, hey, he's coming here. He's coming there. No, he's staying in Toronto at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe, Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, thanks to uh, Aaron and Vicken. In the chat, you guys are fantastic. And that's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. 
And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.